Alrighty guys, we've made it to the end of our four-part series. Um, make sure you go check out part one, salvation, part two, water baptism, and part three, the Holy Spirit. And today's um, particular part four, our final series is going to be on sanctification. This is your boy Lawrence Green, and this is another A Seat at the Table podcast with my co-hosts, Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne. So sanctification, what does it mean? To be set apart, holy. I thought Con- holy meant to be set apart. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> well, I, was like, I was like, we use the synonyms. <laughs> Are you looking it up? I took those, but I got to put them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, sanctification is to be holy and to be set apart. Consecrated. What's consecration again? Like exclusive, exclusive as in like you know, even though I'm a part of the world, like I live in the world, like I'm not a part of the world. The world. Mm-hmm. So I'm consecrated for him, or maybe not. I'm looking it up. I think I thought of consecration as being like a long time with God. That's always how I thought of it. But I don't know. Okay. Consecration, the action of making or declaring something. Sacred. Okay, wait. The action of declaring bread or wine to be represented to the body and the blood of Jesus. The action of ordaining someone to sacred office. Consecration. See, all types of definitions. No, but it's simply just to be made sacred, to be made holy, set apart, consecrated. Yeah, same thing. I think, like, the three particular different um, phases of consecration is that... um, it's kind of like one phase is that Christ has set us apart from the weight of sin. You mean sanctification? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. The sanctification is that Christ has set us apart from the weight of sin. And that we are continually being sanctified into maturity. It's not that when I get saved, all of a sudden my depression and diabetes and, you know, all this, like, all the so- all the soulish issues that you got going on, mm-hmm. all the body issues, all of a sudden gets changed. Mm-hmm. It's my spirit is now being merged with the spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. And as I build up my spirit, I'm uh, allowing myself, I'm, I'm allowing that very spirit to take residence over my flesh because we're supposed to crucify the flesh and in the the strengthening of the spirit my soul is is saved through the faith and through the belief in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and so did you have something bro? yeah but I was going to wait till you finish I had another point but you can go ahead I was going to say so then basically you could say the sanctification process as a believer by the Holy Spirit is basically like the responsibility to of the Holy Spirit to basically push us to like purpose and like the closest thing to God basically like to be conformed like the sanctification process basically is to the Holy Spirit to get us to the next best thing is possible to God Mm -hmm. as we can while we're still here and to push us into purpose yeah basically pruning you Mm -hmm. and pulling out those bearing those fruits Mm -hmm. and you know using those gifts for his glory and Mm -hmm. all those different things just moving into the full maturity of it and then there is the um third part of sanctification which is when we reach the fullness of glorification which is the total sanctification is which is when our bodies have been transformed Mm -hmm. 
and now uh, everything about there's like we're in heaven now, so there's no pain, no suffering, mm-hmm. no there's no depression, there's mm-hmm. no diabetes, there's no HIV, there's no <laughs> cancer, Hallelujah. there's no uh, schizophrenic mindset, yes. there's no uh, boyfriend drama, mm-hmm. none of that. Is I'm I'm whole in both spirit and soul mm-hmm. and in in body. Okay. And so I think a lot of times when people talk about sanctification, it's kind of like uh, you got to be separated from, like their separation is like almost to me it seems like isolation. Like I can't deal with people sometimes. Mm-hmm. When I I feel like that like when you think about sanctification, it's like you got to be holy. Mm-hmm. So that means you don't go to the club and you don't go to the bar and we don't drink and we mm-hmm. don't smoke and we don't and like they're putting all the I didn't think that's where the part where sanctification starts to get into either a really legalistic mindset uh-huh. or a really lawless mindset. Okay. It's Amen. where it's like I'm making all these rudimental rules of what a Christian is supposed to look cookie cutter away of what a Christian is supposed to look like and not align with the spirit to um to lead and guide you and mature you in that but then um yeah and not align like the like my personal or listen to the your personal convictions about the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. like for me like the Holy Spirit probably could because the way maybe my health is that mm-hmm. he tells me you know I need to stop eating bacon and become like a vegetarian mm-hmm. but then it would be disrespectful for me to be like okay everybody at the seat of the table we all need to become vegetarians mm-hmm. because that's what God is telling us to do mm-hmm. no he's not telling all oh, of yeah. us uh-huh. to become vegetarians and not eat bacon he's telling you mm-hmm. to be a vegetarian and not eat bacon mm-hmm. and so um, I think that's where we get in the legalistic mindset of uh you know all of these rules and building up my own righteousness uh-huh yeah and then you on the other hand you got that lawless view of where we have individuals where i got grace i got grace mm-hmm. grace is abounding I, I i'm gonna be fine i can waddle in mess and still because i got grace because god gonna he gonna keep me he ain't going nowhere so i'm just gonna live how i want to live go mm-hmm. where i want to go because he not going nowhere but you not with you not with him you can't just continue to like keep going out and then coming back in and i think it goes back to grace does not supersede righteousness because mm-hmm. The righteousness is the character like of God. Yeah. So if the Holy Spirit's job is to conform us through the sanctification process, to prune us and make us more like Christ, then yes, there is grace, but that's not going to supersede his character. So you're saying righteousness comes first. And then yeah, because God, like the grace is there, mm-hmm. but God is looking at the righteousness, righteousness. which is him. Yeah. Because think about Jesus. He's looking at him. That was the righteousness of God. Yeah. So now if we're <laughs> supposed to be made, if we're supposed to now become sons and daughters and the righteousness of God mm-hmm. and reconcile back to that, that's kind of, you know, going like kind of like negating the whole purpose of righteousness. Okay. Because okay. that's how, it, that's that's what I had to understand too, because people are like, you, you see Christians that are saved and they're not doing you know the worldly things and they they've been saved for a long time and they just trying to do right by god but then sometimes they get caught up by seeing you know you could be saved for a year and i see you out here smoking and drinking and doing things like that and it's like well it can get you in the mindset of well god you know michelle out here you know kind of questioning well maybe i could go and do this and do that and it's like yes the grace is there Mm -hmm. but one is fully changed by the sanctification process because it's the righteousness Righteousness. of god and who he is that's true so it's not that you you don't have an identity. You know we talk about that, but the sanctification process is to 
push us to identity, not away mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. So That's drugs and sex and premarital, all that stuff is not lined up with who yeah. God was from the jump. Right. So it's like people say that, and I heard that grace yeah. does not supersede righteousness. Right. Okay, now I get a better understanding mm-hmm. of that because I was like, wait, wait, no mm-hmm. grace, I think is... Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's here, yeah. but that's where the lawlessness comes into. Yeah. So to prevent me from, uh, okay, I'm going to go have sex and God, mm, thanks for your forgiveness. Yeah. That wasn't the righteousness that he's calling me to be. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's not his character right. because yeah. he, he honors his word. Yeah, so if yeah. I'm going to really be conformed to get sanctified because I know before I go, the Holy Spirit is going to tell me, yeah. don't go do that. Yeah. Why would why would why would God try to tell you not to do something if grace was abounding more and more? Right. Yeah. That that's, that negates His character. He's basically right. choosing, you know, this this second chance because of my forgiveness, and it's like it's negating who He is and His character. Mm-hmm. He's gonna choose righteousness first all times. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I was gonna say God's word definitely um, lets us know that you know as long as we are. In you know this body, we're gonna be you know flawed and arid, but He's given us a way you know to um, to overcome that. I mean, it's not gonna yeah. it's not gonna be perfect until yeah. until we're um, out of this body. I'm, I'm gonna read a couple verses real quick. Romans eight ten says that if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, I feel like this scripture um, kind of reiterates the um, the understanding that. We are in this body, right? You're in mm-hmm. this body, and you're going to be flawed and arid, and God wants you to understand that. And two, you are with him. There, well, there's a reason why um, There's a reason why there's so much going on in the world. There's so, so much sin going on. Our, our bodies have this nature. Romans 10, uh, Romans 12, 2 goes further into this by saying that there is there's a whole process in us. Although we're in this body, there's a process that we are to go through that to continue allow us to be pruned and pushed toward mm-hmm. The righteousness that we're seeking to be fulfilled in. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, right? So now he's talking about, okay, um, being transformed. And you're not, once again, transformation isn't um, a one-time thing, I wouldn't say. I think transformation is something that happens on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And you see God on a daily basis, one thing yeah. that he's done for us that he promised he would do is give us his spirit for help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just read one more verse real quick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ezekiel 36, um, verses 26 and 27 says this, and this is what God promised like centuries mm-hmm. prior to him giving us the spirit. He said, I will give you a new heart, right? Mm-hmm. A new spirit mm-hmm. I will put within you, and I will remove your heart of stone, your flesh, from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, right? But then he he goes on to the next verse and says, I will put my spirit within you mm-hmm. and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules, right? Mm-hmm. So he's literally saying he's going to put my spirit in you and this spirit is going to cause, help, assist you in walking in my ways, Amen. my statutes and rules. So um, that's exactly what the, um, the whole premise, well, one of the duties of the Holy Spirit is that we already have talked about in our past series is this actual mm-hmm. help that guides us, unctions us, gives us that um, mm-hmm. conviction, right? And I feel like once the Holy Spirit, once once you get more intimate with God, right? Once you begin to know Him more in different aspects, um, this becomes more clear. It's not perfect, like I said. It's not you're not perfect until you've been fully your body has been resurrected, right? Mm-hmm. Until you are fully cleansed, resurrected, sin free, and the misconception that you are sin free yeah. afterward can definitely cause people to be condemned. And ought to be taught the correct way. And I think another essential, another essential part that um, 
can be brought up as well too about the scripture where it talks about um to be in the world and not of the world yeah and i think uh the thing that i like it's kind of like a play on words but like to be to like when i looked up the difference between in and of something it was like to consist in is to have something as an essential or main part and then it says to consist of is to be formed or made up of so what i've realized is that in the sanctification process is like what does that mean now that we have the holy spirit is that we are now an essential and main part Mm -hmm. of this world Mm -hmm. Like we are the salt, we are mm-hmm. the light, we are mm-hmm. the city on a hill. We are the we are the answer. Yeah. And like in in John chapter in John chapter seventeen, Jesus prays. He says, "I pray that you not take them out of the world." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just like, "Well, why is that? Like, God, why why do you not want to take us out? Because no, because you're calling them to be a light in the world. And so I think that's what the whole." process of us going through the sanctification process is like everything that we're going through is so that we can be a light so that somebody can see the glory of God in us mm-hmm. that we are walking in the image of God and walking yeah. in the authority of God and living and ruling and like being the image of God being little gods mm-hmm. yeah like you mm-hmm. don't say that somewhere like yeah, we are yeah, all, little gods. yeah, yeah. You know, but little, because he, that the person who wrote it understood that we are the image bearers of God mm-hmm. And it's just like the problem comes in is when we become of the world. Mm -hmm. And that is when we allow the world to shape us and form Mm -hmm. us and make Mm -hmm. us up. So in other words, I I, I allow the world to shape my mind, my heart and my emotions on what Mm -hmm. the world thinks and what their ideologies are, what their um, philosophies are, what they think and how they feel. And so that's always going to contradict your faith or what the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is trying to teach you because Mm -hmm. he's like, I need you to go by faith and you going by sight. Yeah. And like, that's what the world is always going to, it's always going to teach us. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's another essential part is like, it's under, it's like understanding it's not a isolation. It's not a them and us. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's, it's kind of like, I'm a, it's like, I recognize that I'm here for a purpose, but I recognize it's also not my home. Mm -hmm. Like they refer to us as strangers in a, in a faraway land. Like all Abraham realized literally he was a stranger in a faraway land, Mm -hmm. but like we are literally, this is, this, this world needs to become almost strange to us Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, I I think everybody kind of hit on the fact that sanctification leads to righteousness. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like that because it it shows me that throughout this transformation process that you said happens on a daily basis, everything within me, it should show some type of righteousness, like Mm -hmm. some type of right that if somebody, if somebody saw me and they saw me do a behavior, Mm -hmm. they would have been like, oh, that was the right behavior to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it produces that righteousness that comes from that transformation. And I like how um, the Bible says that sanctification does lead to righteousness because I think from what you were saying, I think Romans speaks on it, like you become a slave to either, you become a slave to what you're obedient to, mm-hmm. whether it's to righteousness or unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if sanctification leads to righteousness, we're then a slave to righteousness so work a slave to his 
to his sanctif uh, this sanctification process, you know what I mean? And we become obedient to that and we reflect that in whatever we do. Because if the, the slave actually does whatever the master says, mm -hmm. so if sanctification, which is of God, is our master, then if we're a slave to that, everything within the sanctification process is what we do. Yeah. You know, so I like that. And I think that that goes too, because then you get a healthier understanding, so you 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 realize because like that mindset of just like we look and see what Susie Q believers doing versus me who I think I'm being wholesome and consecrated mm -hmm. you know and it's like understanding that when they say well what does it look like you mm -hmm. know to be a believer what does it really look like if you're a real Christian mm -hmm. and it's like because of the sanctification yeah. process and the obedience and leading yeah. to the righteousness that's what it looks like yeah. and that separates the Christian that's abusing the grace and living lawlessness and legalistically versus someone that's just living according to the spirit yeah. yeah, and that's when you can be able and that's why like now like I'm just like hey I don't know where Susie Q at in her walk mm -hmm. but obviously what she doing she don't see no problem with it that's her own conviction i could choose to come out and correct in love but you know that's famous oh you judge me so it might not be received depending on how you address it or they're convicted because god is using you to talk to them about it so that's on them but now when i look at people and they say they're saved it's not that i'm i challenge them or i'm judging them i just know now what a healthy way it looks like because i'm like okay if you've been saved for this song or whatever the case may be the grace should not be abused we fall we get back up but at the end of the day, the same trap I can't keep falling in. Yeah. I'm gonna have to be like, wait a minute, listen to the spirit say, you don't. That's not it. Set aside every way. So it, easy, um, every easily besets us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why now, like, I have a healthier view. So if I see people do yeah. what they doing, I'm like, okay. But do they have a healthy understanding of the sanctification or their walk by the spirit, or is it just I got saved, you know? And mm -hmm. then it's grace. Yeah. You know, and then that could be a conversation we had to shed light on. But now I know sanctification pushes you to that. Did Jesus go through the sanctification process? Mm -hmm. He sat with the, um, I mean, she, Jesus did everything. I but, mean, he was already pure yeah. and holy. But mm -hmm. I think it talks about like he had to, he himself had to crucify his own flesh. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the sanctification process does for us. And where we're strengthening our spirit, man, and crucifying our flesh on a daily. Mm -hmm. But even then, that's he true. still went and sat with the sinners and they was like, oh, this man's drunk. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. again, he knew this was not his world, but he had to be that light. Yeah. If he would have never sat yeah. with them. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? How was they mm -hmm. going to see that's a right behavior or something about? Mm -hmm. the way you responded wasn't the normal the the norm of the group and something you know. about the way Jesus did it got you know crackheads and <laughs> prostitutes yeah. they loved him yeah. it was something about what he was bringing to the table but mm -hmm. I feel like nowadays when Christians get around some of these same people it's like you know here comes some Christians yeah. here come the church folk yeah. and it's like I feel like that I don't I guess that comes with me dealing more in the spirit, but mm -hmm. like I, I like to get to that place where mm -hmm. it's like being in every kind of environment yeah. and allowing the love of God to radiate so that mm -hmm. you, it draws people to you. And then another thing I wanted to add is just like, I feel like it's just like everything that we have gone through in our entire lives and we are going to go to was a part of our sanctification process. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so cool, you know, Yana Van Zandt fixed my life. She mm -hmm. starts off the show by saying, she was like, I was a welfare worker. I was a teen mother. Mm -hmm. I was a this. I was a this. I was a this. 
And she was just like, and granted, she is 60, 60, 50, whatever year old woman. That's not where she is right now. Mm -hmm. But it was just like everything that we went through and who we were and those particular identities and those different things Mm -hmm. was a part of the sanctification, like a part of our sanctification process. Mm -hmm. Me living in Northern Virginia, or maybe you lived in uh, uh, Southern Virginia. Maybe Mm -hmm. you were rich, or maybe you were poor. Maybe you had a teen mother, or maybe you were born in a black family, in a white family, in a Hispanic family. I think that's the beauty about God is that he's able to work everything out for our good and making mm-hmm. all of all of those experiences and everything that we've learned and attaching some of those things and when attached to the truth we are able to see that yo you were with me when I didn't even know you you mm-hmm. were watching me you were drawing me here you were showing me this you taught me this and now I'm in and I'm, I'm as I continue to walk and grow in your grace and uh, grow in your truth I realize that all these different lessons that I learned I think when we come to Christ all the things that we did is not to be the sinners supposed to be dropped mm-hmm. but the things and the lessons that we've learned that you know connected to truth mm-hmm. is it is supposed to be used mm-hmm. for it was used for the glory and edification yeah. Yeah. like what you were you used to be say you were you used to be a musician mm-hmm. and you get saved does that mean now you got to cut off being a musician mm-hmm. now because no. now you didn't gotten saved no yeah. use those gifts and those different things that god has given you mm-hmm. like i feel like I, I know for me it was like i cut off a lot of things because i thought that's worldly that's devilish it mm-hmm. can't god can't use this for his glory mm-hmm. but no that some of those things some of those things weren't supposed to die yeah mm-hmm. it's like religion caused us to put some things to death that wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. die and it's just like and then it's like you get years down the road and, and then it's like yo I didn't have to kill this yeah. God you could have used this for your glory mm-hmm. and then we pick it back up and we get out of that little funk of depression that we mm-hmm. in because yeah. and, and we pick it up and we move forward in what God is calling for us to do and moving in those images and being that authority and walking in it mm-hmm. and I was going to say just to like touch on that uh, last part with sanctification is like Yes, it's by the Spirit conforming us to God and everything, um, but it also is where I always love talking about it builds character. And one thing that I was thinking about when I was coming here was um, the the two places that people like try to run, like that you can't run from is either work or family. So, like that's where the sanctification process has to happen because it's easy. It's right. it's one thing. It's one thing to be at home by yourself and you spend the time with God. And he's correcting and he's showing you, yeah. but none of that stuff is really gonna be put to test and applied until you're out in the world. Yeah, that's and true. so that's the problem where you're saying like isolation and separation. Like you can't say you know how can a man say he love like love God but hate his brother you know and so it's like all right that's a that's a sanctification process right there fix your thought because that's not what the word says you know and so when you see people and that's why I'm really big on being in the workplace most people oh you got money but like nah be like this is character that I'm talking about dealing with conflict putting these putting this sanctification process to test yeah because you can't run from work because you need a job you know what i'm saying (laughs) so you go and deal with different personalities you know obviously examples you know but getting another job you Mm -hmm. can't run from it because those are the two places that people can't run because at the they talk about uh love and you know all with your family members these people you can't stand being around well that sanctification process is going to be put to the test because those are people that you're around every day that you can't stand stand but it's going to be put to test because you have to show love right. and you have to do better. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just like, yo, like those are the two places where the sanctification process is. I feel like really slept on because yeah, we think true. the sanctification is only with our friends, our like minded circle. The people we like. People we like. And it's really in the face of adver- the adversity. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's where it's like if people could endure that a little more and and not have the fake um, certification mindset, like, oh, I went to work. And, like, no, like, you, you get a better understanding each time. You see what it is, but how you handle it is different. You can feel how you feel, but don't act on it if it's something that's not going to be lined up to what God is trying to get you to do. You know, so that's just something I thought about because family and, jo- and work, that's when it's best to work it out. <laughs> you can run from it, but it's going to come back it, around. Mm-hmm. At the next place you at. Yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much. We made it through the four-part. You made it through. Let's <laughs> make the four-part series of false teachings and foundations. We hope you guys were able to get some nuggets and learn some things and get a deeper understanding of some different things of truth or the things that we're learning and you know the scriptural backgrounds around those things if you have any questions please feel free to comment hit us up email us all those different things um but signing off for the last time and this is your boy lawrence green and this is another a seat at the table podcast i am here with my co-host brooke majors michelle nemo and Dwayne. Samson and we out. Peace. <laughs> Alright guys, good job. <laughs>